Jeff Labrender of Summit Medical Group. Uh, Jeff, let's talk about how this is impacting everything at Summit Medical Group and CityMD, which is now under your control. Um, give me your thoughts from 10,000 feet. So first, I just want to wish everybody safe because nobody thought that this probably would happen in our lifetime, although when the first SARS hit, it wasn't as bad. So this is SARS-CoVID-2, or what they call COVID-19, which is a coronavirus. Um, it's, what I feel more is I feel for the patients because of the unknown, what's out there. And our job as physicians is always to service our patients as best as possible. At the South Medical Group, our doors never closed. We were the first to have tents put up for testing. We actually screen all our patients coming through our major hubs so we protect our other patients at the group. We moved all our oncology to our big 130,000 square oncology center in Florham Park where we screen so we could keep COVID patients away. Uh, so for the most frail immunodepressed patients, we don't want anything to happen to them. We immediately closed down our ORs to be able to service if we have to the hot local hospitals and the hospitals in New York City with our ventilators if that needed to be. We only do essential cases now as well as essential visits. We've increased our virtual visits to almost 3,000 a day on the summit side and up to 500 or more on the city MD side. CityMD, we stayed open with a first line. We even are uh, looking at being the first line for FDNY in Manhattan to allow low acuity ER visits to come to us instead of to the ERs in the hospital. So what we are trying to attain is still continue a healthcare delivery model for the patients in the community. So, so let's talk about the idea. One of the successes of your group is you have been able to, over the years, bring patients away from the hospitals and out of the emergency rooms to your facilities. And now, it, with, with hospitals and emergencies being overrun, I have to think that's more important than ever. Talk about the relationship between what you guys are doing at both Summit and CityMed um, and, and how that is in relation, how you guys are working together with the hospitals to, to get through this. Right. So we have hospital pot partnerships. And in New Jersey, you know, I've spoken with Hackensack, Barnabas, and Atlantic, and we're working very closely with them. Uh, with Atlantic, it is one team now of critical care. So our critical care doctors are theirs, our hospitalists are theirs. We act as one team right now. And a lot of non-emergency care is being directed to us on the city MD side in the, in the New York metropolitan area, as well as the summit on the integrated side to be brought out where we have these high acuity urgent cares that we could take care of belly pain, cardiac pain, and that type of care, which unfortunately is being sort of not treated, but it's falling through the cracks in certain hospitals because they are so overwhelmed with COVID. So we reached out, we spoke, and we're trying to figure out a way 
where we can handle that sort of less high acuity patient in our centers in the ambulatory side. We also have been moving some essential surgeries from the hospital to our ambulatory surgery center because their ORs are completely closed down, except for in-hospital true emergencies. So we're trying to offload and help the surrounding communities as best as we can with our integrated healthcare approach. So talk about the PPE issue. Everyone, you know, the governor talks about it every day. The president talks about it. Everything is geared towards the hospitals, the hospitals, the hospitals. How, how are you guys stocked? Are you feel like you're running out anytime or soon? Are you getting your share? Where do you stand? Okay. So we knew that this was coming. My brother, Kerry, who is the CMO at the group, uh, really understands statistics and epidemiology. He is an immunologist from uh, a Rockefeller, you know, New York hospital. And we knew that this was going to get worse as well as what the media was talking about it. So we prepared ourselves from day one where we had our procurement offices really start researching and looking for PPE like everybody else was, as well as testing for the COVID virus. Uh, we are, we work almost a week ahead. So we have enough PPE for at least another week and we're getting more in right now. And I think with the production that has geared up and what is happening in the surrounding world, I think PPE probably should be okay within a week to two weeks because of the increased production. We have also reached out to other large groups and I also reached out to hospitals that we have given some of our PPE to them. So we know they are in dire need, and it's really important to keep our healthcare providers safe from contamination when these patients, you know, come in. Uh, so it, right now, we plan a week to two weeks ahead. We have enough PPE. We've been sending PPE to other institutions and other large groups to help them. And I have to say that I have a very good procurement officer who came out of the military. It's all logistics. <laughs> all right. So you talk about New Jersey and you talk about New York, but, but Summit also has affiliations and groups in Arizona and Oregon. And Correct. it kind of started in Washington. So talk about that. You know, were you learning from them? Are they learning from you? Talk about what you're getting from the, the Western sites that you have that's helping you uh, prepare in New Jersey. Okay, so actually it's the other way around. They're learning from us. It's really not there just yet. So in Oregon, Oregon, they have, uh, we've uh, sent some PPE to them. We're preparing them. They did a very similar thing to us where they created tents in the high acuity urgent care center outside to guard against, you know, bringing COVID into the clinic to protect patients as best as we can. They're doing screenings. They're doing testing. Uh, they're learning from us uh, right now because we're a little bit ahead of the curve on them. All right. So you talk about statistics and data. Most people seem to think we are two or three weeks away from the peak, um, yes. that this is only going to get worse. A, do you agree with that? B, do you think that we're doing enough right now to prepare for that? Are people taking this seriously enough despite all the numbers? Okay. I 
we looked at this over the past few weeks, and we felt that the leveling of the curve or the peak where it might come was going to be around the third week of April. We even thought that about three weeks ago. Now, remember, it's the peak, but remember, it has a downside. So you're still going to have a tremendous amount of COVID cases over the after the peak for at least a month. So you come up, remember, it's a bell curve. So you come up and you come down on the other side. So you just have to be prepared. It's just all of a sudden at that peak, it's done. This is going to last for about another three, four weeks after that peak. So I think we are probably going to relax. My feeling is somewhere in the beginning of May, possibly. Uh, relax. I think schools might come back because we have to get the workforce back into the economy uh, right now. Um, I feel that in the next week to 10 days, you're going to see New York being just overwhelmed. And I'm glad that they opened up these makeshift hospitals and they brought that large ship to comfort in to take care of non-COVID patients and to help with what needs to be good health care within the New York metropolitan area. Remember, these hospitals were almost 90% full. And now all of a sudden you got this mass overrun of COVID patients. So we have to be able to put them somewhere and it's going to be about another, let's say, 10 days to two weeks before we peak. And then remember the downward curve is still going to have a tremendous number of cases on that side. So, so you bring an interesting perspective because you're not only an outstanding businessman in healthcare, you're also a doctor. Um, a, a, a lot of people think that, that all industries and sectors are going to change, but a lot of people are talking about how this is going to change the way we do healthcare as far as working together with different groups and organizations. When you look at the business model going forward for healthcare after an event like this, and I know we're just in the start, where do you potentially see it going? I think this jump-started virtual healthcare. So at the summit, medical group and at city md we are doing now probably close to three thousand virtual visits a day um, we used to see ten thousand at some medical group we used to see ten thousand patients a day coming through our doors we have about 1200 providers on the new jersey side alone uh that's not including our urgent care business in the new york metropolitan area and right now, because people don't want to come in and they shouldn't come in, we are doing a lot of virtual visits. So I do feel that a lot of chronic care management on the patient side will be moving to virtual. And I think this is a major game changer in healthcare delivery. And we'll see what happens in the ensuing months after the coronavirus, you know, dies down, how people change their model. Right, you give me a lot of time. I appreciate it. I'm going to give you the final word uh, with all of your expertise and your background. You know, what's one thing you want to leave uh, business people, uh, employers, employees, everybody? What would be your, your, your words on this to them? Okay. 
first my heart goes out to everybody. I want everybody to stay safe. I want everybody to do social distancing. Everybody should wear a mask and they should take the gloves off properly and wash their hands right after and be really safe. Um, I do think this will end. I think it's going to end. The peak will probably be the second to the third week of April. That's what the models are, are somewhat showing. We might have another, hopefully, low peak in September, October. But by that time, we should have a handle on how we have to handle this virus in our community. I do feel, and I want to get real technical, I hopefully the mortality rate won't be more in the United States, more than 0.3%, although it is a very highly contagious you know, disease. But if everybody uses the right precaution and social distances and is careful with themselves, I think we could really flatten this curve. And remember, and I don't want to sound a little naive on this, but the United States Americans always use ingenuity, always come through. And I think we will get through this and we will be a strong country as we do. I just feel that there is a lot of fear going on with this virus. And we just need to adapt to a new living situation until a vaccine comes out, until treatments come out, and we will be okay. Awesome. I appreciate your time. Get back to the good work that you do, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, Tom. Thank you. Take thank care. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.